Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. This is Andy Grant after a, a blamity, a blab calamity of, of trying to get in. We had to, uh, we're on with a brand new link today, but uh, I think everyone has caught up with us. This is Real Men Feel, our weekly uh, blab fest where we talk about the baggage of being a dude, share um, the emotional range of men. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Today we have a full house. It is very exciting. Uh, with me as always is my co-host Apio Hunter. Greetings. How's it going, Apio? Really good. It's a rainy day here in Salt Lake, but loving it nonetheless. Cool. It is. Uh, I'm in Massachusetts. It is 30 degrees today, and there's snow like 20 miles north of me. Ooh. And uh, it's supposed to be summer. Yeah, um, right. And joining us, <laughs> joining us this week is, let's see, spiritual psychologist. I just made that up for you today. Um, author, coach, speaker, the guy that loves the universe, international playboy, man about town. Coming from the UK, Sean. It's me, Andy. It's me. Good to see you guys. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's Our good to pleasure. see you too. Yeah, pleasure. So, um, we're teasing this whole this whole episode talk, that we've talked about spirituality, positive psychology, and new age bullshit. Um, and that that term got me excited because um, everything that I do, kind of daily now, I used to think was new age bullshit. So. Do you, do you think there's anything that, Sean, is anything that is universally New Age bullshit or is New Age bullshit, you know, does someone think everything is bullshit? Oh, well, see, when I hear the phrase New Age bullshit, what I think is, oh, to be spiritual, you have to be a vegetarian. Oh, to be spiritual, you can't drink coffee. That's what I call New Age bullshit. Ah, so it's yeah. more the rules, the fake rules about being fake New Age. rules that come with, oh, I'm a spiritual person. That's what I think is New Age bullshit. And what's so crazy is you'll find, so you land yourself in so many of these spiritual conferences and you know it's about love and compassion but people are quite cliquey and it's like you know you you're not doing this properly because you you know ate a burger and that's new age bullshit to me awesome awesome glad we cleared that up mm -hmm. so is there a well let's see are there any rules that you've come across that actually like serve you well i mean i'm sure a lot of the rules serve us so like meditating every day i mean i gotta do that on Otherwise, I'd go insane. So that, that's the rule that serves me. I think the bullshit then, so thanks for getting me clear on this, Andy. The bullshit is when people maybe um, cast you aside a little bit because you're not following their spiritual path. That's yes. the bullshit. So, so you're not meditating the right way, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad I got clear on that. Cool, cool. And uh, Apio, what about you? Any uh, Are there anything that you do now that you once considered bullshit or things you look forward to not feeling like bullshit to you in the future? Um, well, I have to agree with Sean as far as the, the rules and regulations and sometimes the judgment that comes along from the supposedly enlightened community that, you know, if you're not vegan, if you don't meditate every day, if you don't, uh, you know, do all these certain things that you're somehow not enlightened, you're somehow not you know, part of the new age movement or whatever. Um, however, for me, one of my daily practices, funny enough, I try to, I try to meditate. I don't always succeed. I have found that my monkey brain, my monkey mind tends to serve me very well. So I actually just let it run rampant. And I, what I do for my form of meditation is pay attention to the consistent messages that, pull, that, that seem to repeat. So if, something, if there's something that repeats itself over and over and over again, I pay attention to that. So that's, that's my form of meditation. And yes, I will oftentimes do quick little breaks throughout the day. Um, take, you know, for instance, one or two minutes here and there, take a few deep breaths, center myself, and then keep going again. Yeah. Well, isn't a lot of people get this confused? But to, to me, the real the real practice of meditation is 
doing your best to have that empty, calm space, but noticing when it's not there and coming back to it. It's not perfectly right. being empty-headed and still. It's that awareness and coming back to it, right? Uh-huh. Correct, yes. It, it's very much the awareness piece. Awesome. And uh, I want to call out Sarah, who's hopped into our fourth seat. So yeah, what are you like doing on bullshit? <laughs> On the, on the bullshit, I totally agree that I used to um, put it in a category of maybe woo-woo, um, but nothing's woo-woo anymore when you're creating your own reality. Right, Sean? Oh my gosh, absolutely. You just learn to accept the craziest shit, which is good because a lot of them things that are... It, what I love is being in a space like this with guys like you, where we can just say things like, oh, don't worry, the universe is going to take care of that. Or, oh, you don't want to put that in, you don't want to put that out there. And it's just like so normal. Like we wouldn't, you know, bat an eye if we made comments like that. And I love more and more like the circles in my life. They're filled with them kinds of people where you can just say them things without having to give it any context or, you know, preface it anyway. It's like, yeah, the universe is going to have to take care of that. Or I'm going to have to speak to the universe about this. How long ago? Has it always been that way for you, Sean? Or No, my gosh. No, absolutely not. I mean, I, so, um... I would say I really started getting into this when I was about 18 years old, and I don't think anybody around me was on board. I think I was almost apologetically talking about this stuff, or I was a bit embarrassed if I was referencing things. Like then it was, I, I, it was like 2006. Everyone was watching The Secret, including me, and I wanted to talk to everyone about it. But you, would, you know, I was treated a bit like I was ostracized, like I was a bit crazy. And what was I believing in? Um, and I just think over the years, as I guess this became my job, and I met more and more and more people. Um, I now don't even think of that. It's just the majority of people I'm around, it's safe to say that with, oh, this is actually a good point. No, I just, just came to me. Even the people in my life that I guess aren't on board with that, I definitely don't have any kind of shame or reservation about talking about the universe or I just got to send love to that or I'm going to be more loving here. I guess people just now associate that with, with who I am and, and that's great. Yeah, I find like the more, more any one person awakens... You, you find yourself attracting new friends that kind of agree with that. Absolutely, or your own yeah. friends just kind of fall away or they watch you silently and they're picking it up and following, but they're still kind of in the closet about it. Oh my God, old, old friends. Sorry, go on up here. No, 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 that's okay, Sean. Go ahead and then I'll jump in. I was just going to say, there's a really profound moment I remember when I was 21, so I just graduated and we went on this like club and eight hour at university. Um, and I was in this club and I looked around and all my friends were off doing different things. And I was just like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to get some new friends. Like, it was like this moment of, oh, they've just fallen away. And it was really sad and profound, actually. I was in this nightclub on my own in the dance floor. Um, and, yeah, and that was the moment I was like, oh, yeah, them friends just fell away. I got that instantly. And um, But then, as you said, so many new people come in. And that's amazing. And, and to say, I've had a very similar experience. You know, old friends have fallen away. People that I was once very, very close to and who I used to speak with regularly are no longer there. And, um, you know, what's really funny that I've noticed is that I have had, you know, to your point, Andy, that people very, very quietly follow me. And especially family, like extended family, cousins, aunts, uncles, and so forth. They won't say anything. They won't like any posts or anything like that that I have on Facebook or any other social media. But when I see them or when I talk to them, they're like, you know, I've been reading your posts. I really like them. 
but they're still, you know, not wanting to like it publicly. <laughs> like, that's fine, you know. Whatever space you're in, that's okay. I have I have no issues with it. And you know, I actually do have to add something else uh, to to the bullshit list, and that is, you have to stay positive all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is something that you know, I one of my nicknames is is, is Happy Appio. People most of the time when they see me, uh, they they see the happy, boisterous, you know, overly exuberant side of me. But I also have my very reflective moments. I've had, uh, I've I have my moments when I'm not being positive or happy or whatever. I don't. I choose not to share that publicly. And sometimes if it's really painful, I do choose to share that publicly, but I, um, no, you don't have to be positive all the time. If anything, embrace the contrast, embrace the moments when you get knocked out of your, of your happy seat. Yeah. Yeah. I fell into that trap myself the most of, you know, once, once you get known, once you get known for loving the universe, how can you ever have a bad day? Right. Is that allowed? Oh my God. Well, it's so funny we're having this conversation because I know that I definitely went a couple of years. Um, not feeling like I was allowed to tell anybody I was having a bad day, especially over at my Facebook page of that guy who loves the universe. I was like, this is only a place to post, you know, the happy moments and the moments of joy and the moments of, the moments of, you know, like ecstasy. But you want to know what? Like, I mean, we're all in life here. And that's one thing I came to learn. Um, We're all going through life here and not a single person, not one person looking on me or not one person following me is going to be experiencing a life of pure joy the whole time. And what a huge disservice I can do to anybody than to trick them into thinking that I am. Absolutely. And, um, I mean, and the, the biggest, like most relief moments for me are um, if I post something like, you know, today was a really hard day. I got angry. I threw my fucking spiritual book against the wall. I was pissed off. And then you get about 50 people. Me too, me too, me too, me too. And, um, th- and that's just been so beneficial to me because it, it's real. And that's, and the, we're on the show, Real Men Feel. That's just so much more real and so much more accurate. And it's so nice and so beautiful to navigate your life that way with the positive in mind and knowing that you're leaning into it, but um, also knowing that you're not always going to be there. There's comfort, then there's more comfort in letting it go, knowing it's coming, letting it go, knowing it's coming. Absolutely. I mean, even my personality type, I mean, I think my personality type lends itself to being very reflective. And there's moments I like, I kind of, you know, love to go and feel sad for like a couple hours and listen to that music or watch that film or watch them TV shows, which are going to cause them emotions. And I'm going to be melancholy for the afternoon. And then tomorrow I might not be. And it's all good. Yeah, the big like a, a definition of self love that I've been using for a while is is loving yourself or loving the universe, even when you hate yourself, right? So even when you're having a bad day, or allowing it's again allowing yourself to feel everything, but still underneath that you have this joy for the whole process, or, or yes. love of yourself regardless of how you may be feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the process in its entirety versus you know because the individual moments are going to make up the whole the whole experience anyway. Yeah, we got- and when you look back, aren't there some really beautiful things about them sadder moments? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think so anyway. I think if, when I look back, I can see something really profound and comforting in the times that were harder. So, yeah. Yes. So I'm not so scared of them when they come up in the present anymore either. Some of where the greatest growth is coming from, you know, having yes. experience. We've got some people chiming in on the side here too about it. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I've been kind of reading that. You know, and in fact, I like one of the comments here. It's a spiritual Christian. I go through the same thing, you know, regarding family and standing out. That was in response to the comment that we had earlier about uh, about you know people who are willing to approve of you and willing to quietly support you, but they won't do so publicly. So, yeah, I can I can definitely appreciate that, and and one of the things that that Lee appreciates about you, Andy, is the fact that you are very authentic and very genuine, and that you are very publicly will share your ups and your downs. You've you've done that with you know with all of us many times, and that's one of the things that we we find is one of the great strengths in you, and being able to be you know you know. A fantastic leader with the whole real men feel movement because yeah. you do feel <laughs> and you do and I, so very, very authentically and in yeah. some, some ways being very raw about it. Yeah. And I, so, and I get it out that, that still hearing that still makes me uncomfortable. I'm like, oh, I got to hang up this blab. This blab's going south fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. But it's what we appreciate about you for sure. Yeah, and I just want to say at this point, Andy, I do think it's a wonderful movement, this real men feel. Over here in the UK, we have a charity called Calm, which stands for the Campaign Against Living Miserably. And that's for men. Oh, yeah, and, and, and that's specifically oh. for men. And I really see what's going on with, with real men feel. It's such a huge movement. And what's so important is, oh, this is a good conversation to get into. I guess there's been more of a cultural acceptance around you know, women expressing emotions over time. And that's and, and that's the, the whole nature of that charity I was talking about, Calm, Campaign Against Living Miserably, because it's almost giving men that permission to say, we know you feel too, it's okay. Yeah. And that's what you're doing here with this real yeah. men. It, feel, really, so. it, it really is all about permission. The, 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 yes. You know, the, the Western culture, I, I can't speak for the rest of the world. I can only talk about yeah. Western culture. And like, you know, women can feel these emotions, men can feel these emotions. And, and to me, that's the ultimate new, New, not even new age. That's the ultimate societal bullshit that we have. Yes. Right? Yeah, it brings <laughs> exactly. up problems. It brings up a whole new set of issues that come with it. Like, for instance, if you're not a woman who expresses a lot of emotion, you know, then what's wrong with that? You know, right. nothing. But it gives that pressure that you're. Yeah, you as a woman, you're you're acting too much like a man. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There, there are. There's a certain set of prescribed emotions that women are allowed to feel. Men, at least in Western culture, are not allowed to feel at all. Women are allowed to feel, but this range, this very narrow range, and then everything else is inappropriate. You know, having, having grown up in a, in a very bicultural household myself, I can say that, you know, in, in the Latin culture, so for instance, throughout Latin America, and, and this, by extension, you could also include um, like Southern Europe, like uh, Italy and, and Spain and Portugal in that, that you no know, men are very expressive, men are very emotional. But they have their other, they have an entirely other set of cultural issues, if you will, with regard to spirituality, with regard to how they look at psychology and their approach to it and so forth. There's one thing, you know, as long as, as, long as we're going to be touching on that particular subject and cultural expectations, which true in both the Latin as well as in Northern European and American cultures, is that if a man feels like he needs to get help, for emotional challenges. It is frowned upon, period. And I think that is, uh, I have many friends from Saudi Arabia, so, so I, I have some familiarity with, with the Arab culture as well. And in the Arab culture, again, looking going to try to get professional help is frowned upon. 
And right. especially with men. Mm-hmm. It's double pressure. Mm-hmm. I need some help and I can't get it. I, can't, exactly. I need some help. I can't admit I need help. And once I get help, then I, I'm looked at as pawn as, as weak. And exactly. Way, I feel worse than I started. Yeah. 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 It's like, oh, that just, that really just drives me batshit crazy. As long as we're talking about bullshit and yeah. <laughs> well, with movements, just like the real men feel movement, we're doing, we're doing our part to, to break down that stigma. So absolutely. I guess can get confident. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a safe space as well. So if people want to join us, if they want to join the conversation, you know, in the chat and so forth, then absolutely do so. You know, share your opinions, share your thoughts, because that's how the movement grows. That's how it you know, continues to spread out there. Right. And, and real men feel certainly does not mean everyone must agree with me. Right. <laughs> a, real male, a real man can feel angry and bitter all the time. Like if, if that's yeah. authentically you, like go well, for it. Yeah, that's what I was going to say in my work with men. That's what comes up is the um, mixed messages. Like, you know, do you want me to be a man and be tough and, and say what I mean or be be angry if I want to feel angry? Or am I going to get chastised for things that are naturally a masculine energy and coming out of me? Well, so. all of the above, you know, not the chastisement part, but, you know, feel the anger, feel whatever it is, feel the other stuff as well. It's all It's all part of being a complete human being. And right. even the, you know, toss the gender aside, just being human, period. Right, right. Even the chastisement, be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Really, like when, when you're authentically you, uh, other people are going to get bothered by that and triggered because they're still, you know, living small and denying who they are. So they're going to be pissed at you at times. And you just go like, take it as a badge of honor, right? Right. And that's especially true if you have conditioned them over many, many years to a particular set of behaviors. And then when you start saying, you know what, I'm going to claim my authenticity, I'm going to be the real me. And if you do it quite suddenly, it takes some getting used to And Yes, there can be a lot of chaos um, in your relationships. uh, As a result, I I have experienced that. No way. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In a big way, in a big way. Yeah, I don't. I don't think anybody that's gotten into sort of spirituality, personal growth movement, anything like that that has tried to change themselves has not had the experience of someone else in their life not really liking the fact that you're changing. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and that's especially true of those who are closest to you, because they've seen the old, they've seen the experienced, the uh, old ways of thinking, the old ways of behaving, and so forth. And that's in many ways how they still see it. And unless they are on that journey with you and they choose to join you on that journey, that's going to continue to be how they see you and how they want to keep you in that particular place. At least that has certainly been my observation and my experience. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think people really want anyone else to stay miserable, Mm -hmm. but if they're used to you a certain way, they're more comfortable with that certain way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that brings up an interesting, those people around us need to change too. Again, to keep up with us, or we, we, they, we, they fall behind, kind of. Yeah, yeah. And, and Sarah, I, I love your question. What other bullshit do we see on this particular topic? Let's yeah, toss it I'm out there. I'm wondering for the, for the chat over here. Come on, guys. We know there's more people, and they have, they have something there. Yeah, so, so people, feel free to chime in. Sean, you looks like you have something to say about that. I, I, like, I don't want to throw a curveball in here and say that um, I mean, as a gay man, I um, feel like there is more permission for me to feel and express my emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just find that very, I find that very interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to throw that curveball out there, I guess. Because when we were having the conversation, I definitely have come across and noticed the barriers that are around for men. 
and even for myself at times. Yeah. But I guess maybe it's just an in myself thing. I don't know, but I feel like in my life, I, I do have the permission to express how I feel. Well, you're actually yeah. right on that particular uh, point, Sean, because I've, I've experienced the same thing. In fact, mm-hmm. Andy and I have talked about this on a couple of different shows as well. How, you know, as a gay man, I do seem to have more permission to be, you know, more yeah. open. And, and, and it's funny because oftentimes, I actually, it's, it's, you know, when, when straight men approach me about it, they're looking for permission from me to be able to express how they feel, express their emotions. And it's almost like, is it okay? I'm like, of course it's okay. (laughs) You know, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. It's interesting because Sarah's asked here in the corner, you know, what belief is causing this? I find that really interesting. What belief is causing it? Yeah, because... That's the thing, even on the surface, or uh, maybe it's not related, but that came to me when you were just talking is on the surface, it's like there's this way that we're expected. But when you get one on one with somebody, even two manly men together, mm-hmm. you know, right. Yeah. And there's that joke. There's that joke. And goes like, yeah, I love you, man. Uh, you know, and, right. and even though they mean it, they almost have to turn it into like a joke in, in some ways. Um, yeah. Or I, I have friends that will only tell other guys that they love them if they're drunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's all fear of embarrassment, and, and it goes like Sean. You're saying as a as a gay man, you have more freedom to have emotions. So yeah. as, as a straight man, if I had emotions, I was like, well, does that mean I'm gay? Like, I you know, is that the defining thing? Like, no. Well, yeah, right, absolutely. Right. So I, I I completely get that. Like, for 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 straight men, it's it's associate. Oh, this this is this is fucking my brain. This is so good. So for um, so like so for a straight man. To express emotions, it's I guess associated and has connotations, like you said, of being weak, of being more effeminate, all them things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, it, and and that's another block, and that's that's another cause. But just thinking about Sarah's question, what belief is causing this? What's the belief? And I'm, and I'm not about to answer this. I'm actually I'm actually asking. Well, what's the belief which causes somewhat a, a gay man possibly more? permission to feel their emotions is that just the cultural expectation again i would say that yes it is kind of a mm-hmm. cultural expectation and you know there's also and, and it is a cultural thing you know to, to to tie in the belief with with the culture um like i mentioned earlier in latin america men are very expressive they can be very mm-hmm. very emotional but they just have their other sets of of cultural expectations that are kind of placed on them um the bit about you know i i look at what I perceive, and this is just my own my own conclusion that I've reached, is is that m- the reason why gay men have more room to express emotion is because they are perceived as being more effeminate, even though mm-hmm. there are plenty of gay men out there who are more masculine than an entire football team. Um, there are still that there's still that a cultural association. And so, therefore, because gay men are somehow more effeminate, mm-hmm. they are therefore allowed to express emotion more frequently. It goes back to it was the show last week talking about men allowing for femininity and masculinity. Absolutely, because, yeah. because before we're man or woman, we're just human. Mm-hmm. As a human being, we all have the right to all of our emotions. That's what, it comes, and that comes down to positive psychology. That's why I love that field too, Sean. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. and it's really interesting. But I, I do think it's, it's possibly. 
I'm sure it's a global thing, but when I think about it specifically being a Western thing, because I, I work over at the university in Liverpool, and a lot of our students that come from the United Arab Emirates, a lot of a lot of the men there, they'll meet each other, they'll greet each other by kissing on both cheeks. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. yeah, and that's just like the, the done thing. Mm -hmm. So it possibly is a Western thing, particularly. Yes. Can they, um, do they show more emotion beyond that just kind of ritualistic reading? I, I don't know. I don't know. I can, having, you know, we actually house uh, students from the Middle East here in my house. So yeah. I can tell you that, you know, just from observing their interactions with each other, that they can be, they can be more emotional. Mm -hmm. um, there still are certain restrictions as far as the range of emotions that they are allowed to express. But I, I have observed that, yes, they do tend to be a little bit more emotional than the Northern European slash American men. So, Why do you think What do you think? What cultural um, support brought them mm -hmm. that, you know, in their upbringing? But is there some components there? Like I, I'm doing a leading question here. I mean, I was thinking right. the spirituality part of it, but I guess it still um, opens it up. I would say yes and no. Not so much because certainly from at least what I've observed, what I what I have seen anyway, it, the the cultural component seems to go back far, far longer than any religious influences. Now, keeping in mind that before Islam came along, most of the Middle East was actually Christian. And there, was a, there, there are many... Sorry? Having more, I just mean spiritual in general. I'm curious mm -hmm. if that's part of it, just being more connected to spirituality in your daily life, it being more of a norm oh, yeah. than something you go just on Sunday for, say. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I find that the person who is more spiritual um, versus religious tends to be a lot more accepting of the full range of, of emotions and being able to express those emotions as well. I, I absolutely do see that. Okay. Straight gay or straight, it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Spirituality yeah. definitely plays a role, I, I believe, because once you, re, once you transcend labels, once you transcend uh, religious dogma, and you actually connect to you know, what I would call a higher spiritual reality, Mm -hmm. then, yeah, all, all that flies by, falls by the wayside, and you can be a full and complete human being. Much like the discussion earlier, Sorry, that how New Age bullshit is the thing about rules, and, mm -hmm. and religion seems to have more rules and structure than yes. spirituality, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know, like, Apio, I can really speak to what you're saying. I know um, my research in positive psychology it lended itself to like the three, the three main contributing factors to somebody who is you know, living a happier, emotionally expressive life is, well, one would be emotional intelligence, one would be mindfulness, but one would be, would be spirituality. Mm -hmm. And it's when you can kind of, I guess, contemplate a life beyond the physical, when you can deeper, when you connect with someone on a deeper level, when you can find purpose and meaning in your life, they're things which are really going to lead to an emotionally healthy you. Absolutely, yes. things associated with spirituality, but then it's it's just I think a good question I guess for this call is so them things so you know finding purpose and meaning, having high emotional intelligence, mindfulness, are they considered effeminate 
activities, qualities, or would you say they're pretty gender neutral? I'd say they're gender neutral. I would say, yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, being somebody who taps a lot into spiritual energy and being very aware of that, since, uh, since I do channel a lot of, of that spiritual energy, I can, I can say that from the perspective of, you know, make no difference whatsoever. It is, it is the wholeness. It is the completeness. It is, you know, again, you know, we do have, you know, the, yin, the gender for me represents the yin and the yang, yes. the balance. But, you know, when in spirit, you know, when connected with the, you know, with that higher realm, there is really is no gender. It is you are fully complete. You're both. Right. You're yin and yang. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that's the challenge and the fun of being human. Taking that, that spirit that's got everything yeah. and now you're trying to live in a confined thing. Yeah, well, I think even some some spiritual teachers would say just by identifying as a man or a woman is a disservice to your your spirituality. So, yeah, I I totally buy that. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I I would call that borderline bullshit. (laughs) Borderline bullshit. It's like because part of part of identifying. Is that is that is an experience? You know, choosing to have that physical experience is choosing to have that particular experience in that body and of course you know this would probably this would be a subject for an entirely different show talking about you no know, experience versus you know transgender and you know everything else but you know, that's a that's a whole different thing but yeah um oh here's a question that that lee just tossed out there um maybe no, sean no, you I, mean I, that I, we're all not one? what i meant I, I was i was and I, I wasn't even speaking about my beliefs i was saying like i have heard in all these spiritual worlds just by identifying as you know, a man, a woman, an American, an English person, or whatever the label is, that that will, you know, I guess it's somewhat cut off your connection to spirit. But I mean, I don't personally know how much credit that gives to my spiritual experience. Like those are all limitations. So they, they limit right. you, but yeah, well, I don't think they cut yeah, us yeah, off. Well, spirituality. I, I, I guess it limits you thinking about who you truly are, this huge, expansive, I guess, non gendered being yeah but, um, the, the yeah, more, just, i'm sure that the more labels right. you put on yourself or accept the tougher it is to climb out to the truth probably well i, I would say that there's a difference between a label versus an awareness and I, I make that distinction because to me a label is something that you accept and that you confine yourself Whereas an awareness is something that, you know, I can be this, I can be this, I can be this, I can experience all of these different things. I'm still part of the one. I'm still whole. I'm still complete. I'm still one. But I can experience all mm-hmm. these other things without necessarily being confined right. to those particular things. But spaces. as you're going through life and getting those labels or they're being assigned to you and you're like, oh, that's what I am. Oh, that's what I am. That, that's mm-hmm. right. right, right, exactly. Yeah, that would that I could see how some spiritual teachers would say that. How some spiritual teachers would say that those labels, once you accept them and confine yourself to the label, that could cut you off from your spirituality. Absolutely, I, I can see that. And uh, to, ch- to change the subject a little bit, um, Sean, with, with yes. all the pictures, with all the movement around, being that guy who loves the universe, how, how did that start? What what prompted that? Um, do you want to know what it started with me? Um, I was going to a conference and I was getting business cards made and I really didn't know what job title to put on myself. I guess going back to labels and I was like, well, I'm not a life coach. I'm not a writer. I'm not a energy healer. I thought all these kind of titles just didn't really fit to me. And I thought, um, you know, what would, how would people describe me if I wasn't around? And it was 
Sean, that guy who loves the universe. And and that's kind of how, how it started as a bit of a universe loving movement. I, I, I begun on Facebook and it's been a very exciting four years because of it. Universe responded to you. The universe <laughs> responded to me, and oh yeah. boy, God, boy, did it! Loved you back. Loved yeah. you back. Yeah, it loved me back, and I remember that very much. And um, I've, over the past um, like six months, I've been working with a, an author called Robert Holden, and that's one thing that he always does in our sessions together is let's remember how much the universe loves us back, and that's that's been so beneficial to me because I always was that guy who loves the universe. Life is good let's actually stop and contemplate how much the universe loves us back. And that's just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. For, for years I, I dealt with depression and suicidal mm-hmm. for a long time. And, and one of the affirmations that served me the most is, you know, I love life and life loves me. Yes. And it, it's a two way street. It's gotta be. Very life awesome. loves me. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you actually start to mean it, not just as an affirmation, but we actually start to feel it and mean it it's like oh wow that that is true one thing that is so interesting is when we look at spirituality and how that can lend itself to how we feel so we start people start to get interested in spirituality and it's hugely affirming to them so let's take for example the secret when that came out everyone was loving it i was one of them but then i guess you start to experiment with your own spirituality and you don't always get the results you want and because of your spiritual awareness you associate that with well, I'm bad. I'm not good enough at this visualization. I'm not good enough at this attraction. And I think that can cause a, such a tremendous amount of, you know, feeling sadness and feeling down on yourself. And that is definitely the flip side of the coin. That's why it's so important that you're someone who can identify between new age bullshit because, because you could really get down on yourself thinking that you're just not good at this spiritual stuff. What? Yeah. Yeah. What would yeah. you say is your number one or top five or whatever? Uh, what are the bullshit beliefs that are keeping people from realizing their own connection to the universe? Sean? Um, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking. <laughs> um, do you want to know what? Yeah, the, 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 the big thing that I guess I always come down to and I always kind of um, comfort myself with is, you know, I, I am enough. Um, I, I did that fine. That was the best I could do. I'm, I'm doing fine. I'm enough. That's what it would always come back to for me. Um, it's like even even over the past um, like the past twelve months where I've, I've been doing a lot of business for myself, I'm fucked up sometimes. And it's like you know be, going to that place first of all, which is a lot of people would fuck up in their first year of business. You're doing just fine. You're enough. And I guess having that compassion and time for myself, which I used to not have. I think I definitely would, I'd, mm. I'd be walking on eggshells for my own mind because I wouldn't mm. give myself a break once. You know, I got it wrong once. I had one conversation where I said the wrong thing. I went to a party and I felt awkward and I was just so down on myself. And now I have a lot more patience and compassion for myself and understand that everybody I meet is going through their own thing. And there are times, no matter how much I love the universe, no matter how much my life develops, all of a sudden it could blindside me. I could go to an event. I could feel so socially awkward out of my depth and weird. And that's, that's going to happen sometimes. And I can't stop that from happening. But what I know is that's okay, Sean, you're enough. Just not this time. It's fine. You learn there. Yeah. Yeah. It comes back to always doing your best and realizing that your best fluctuates and changes based on. Oh my, oh, I love that. My best fluctuates. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, 
And it's saying that yeah. to yourself. It's like, and everyone's best fluctuates. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I didn't just mean you. <laughs> We're all no, 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 no. I'm saying no. Just like no. What I'm saying is just at least remember. It's like well, everyone's best fluctuates. It's like so what? Like I, I, I yeah. to, okay. Th- th- this is something I've started doing just this year. I've started just going. Yeah. So what? Fine. And that's just a shoulder shrug. I've learned so much can come from. Yeah. 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 And the whole notion of not yeah. getting something spiritually. Just oh, I just read about the law of attraction. No, I'm doing it wrong. I'm like, well, you know, how many years have you lived? The way you've been living, and now, like, oh, I should have just changed it all on a die because I read a book. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, I did that. That's another yeah. thing to add to the bullshit that is list. Another thing to add Instantaneous to the results, right? What's wrong with me? Why can't this? Well, we've got a we've got a beautiful Venn diagram now of bullshit, borderline bullshit, and not bullshit. So I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> right, right there. Sacred geometry of bullshitness. Yeah, exactly. I think we I, I think we have a diagram coming out soon. We need to get people to contribute. What's borderline new age bullshit? What's definite new age bullshit? And what's new age? You know, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. if you map, if we map that for ourselves, we'd just see that thing shift and shape, you know, all, all the time. All the time. Absolutely. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's always more. This is interesting so. because in the books we read and the audios we listen to and everything, it's chopping and changing there too. So oftentimes when you turn to a spiritual mm. path, you get really confused because a lot of different authors and a lot of different teachers are saying different things. Like, you know, are we supposed to you know, go out there and take our life by the horns or are we supposed to just let it be? I, you, you, it's so easy to be like, what the do I do? Um, and that's what, yeah. And that's why I you have that. to just find your own path and you know, and when you come across some information or it goes wrong, you know, I can always recommend the, the yeah, shoulder shrug, because, and, and so that's so perfect because I, I felt the same way. You know, I have read many books and and gone to many yeah. different classes and so forth, and everything seems to be. I mean, there are some consistent messages, absolutely, but everybody seems to teach what that what worked right. for them, and so ultimately, it does it does boil down to. Try everything. Try nothing. Take bits and pieces. Discard what doesn't work for you and piece together your own masterpiece along the way to making a masterpiece. I I, I think there should be a little disclaimer in the front of every kind of spiritual book, which is if this is your first one, take about the next five to ten years to figure out what's going to work for you. Um, Because, yeah, it's so important. So, okay, let's look at, at my daily life. I love to sleep in. I love to sleep in. Um, and some days it's like that was the right thing to do I was letting it be I was going with the flow I was taking it easy and some days it's like you disgrace because the early bird catches the worm and you need to be you know you need to take control and charge of your life and you're not taking full responsibility and it's like I guess whatever book I listened read that time for is the reaction I have to sleeping in well, that's, what, that's when it really comes down to what's authentically you. Absolutely. We find a cliche and a guru and a book to, to back up anything we choose to do, probably. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Oh, and, mm-hmm. oh and I learned that, Andy, from doing my master's in psychology because this is how I used to write all my assignments. I'd have the idea of what I wanted to say, and then you go on to Google Scholar. You will find a paper that has been somewhere written over time that agrees with anything you want to say. So you are right. Like, we can... <laughs> We can find something to support how, yeah. So I guess it's finding what works for you, being authentically you, yeah. real men feel. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I like every book mm-hmm. I taught, every te- class I teach, every book I've written talks about this is my experience, and I believe that ex- your experience is your best teacher. So, yes, you know, if my experience inspires you to try something I'm talking about, great. But don't just believe what I'm saying; trust your experience. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and don't trust anyone who wants to have the answer. Yeah, yeah, right. Anyone that says this is the one way is that—that's the ultimate bullshit detector. That—that's the <laughs> ultimate no, new way. That is the ultimate bullshit. Ultimate bullshit. Yes. bullshit. <laughs> we are all in agreement on that one. It is ultimate bullshit. Um, it's it, it's so funny because like because no, in, in this not. world of I guess I guess self help books and publishing, one thing I've come to learn is you know publishers really want to know um like what's your twelve step process, what's your technique, what and I'm like mm, I I think I, mean, I think the, the the best books we've all read in that genre are, are, are memoirs. I feel. Of people telling you, you know how how they went and and their journey and what they learned for them, it's 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 not a twelve step program or a or a five pillars of or a, you know, so I just find that very interesting. That I guess what sells in in that world is people do kind of want the person with the twelve step process, but how authentic is it? Once again, I'll shoulder shrug. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's important to get the language from all these books because some of them at that time in your life, what you need and what you need to hear or a way you need to express it. But again, take it all with a like uh, openness of possibility. Let it, keep the possibilities open because that might change for you. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I completely agree. Evan Taxi. Health and positive frequency. Yeah, this... Yeah, we're only borrowing our chakras. <laughs> That's right. I like that. You know, in, in human form, it is it is it, it is borrowed. I, I I can go with that. Yeah, when, sure. I mean, I work Absolutely. with uh, when I do akashic record readings with people. People often like, "Why am I done? Yeah, how come I'm not enlightened?" Blah, blah. I'm like, you know, if you were done, you'd be gone, right? So yes. Anytime you're complaining that there's still something to learn, or oh, I'm still hitting struggles, <laughs> like, good, you're alive. Right? Good, yeah, good, you're alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I think the greatest, because I mean, Andy, I can really relate to the stories you share in your experience, because I'm um, definitely a personality type or a human, which, you know, I can, I can go to them places of feeling so depressed and, and go to such dark moments. And I think the biggest kind of relief for me that stops me going there anymore is, is that I guess a little bit of apathy never hurt anybody. It's saying I, I can't get so caught up in in everything I'm feeling because because I'm a feeler, you know, I'm, a, I'm such a huge feeler. It's like I, I can't take everything to the extreme. And I've come to take a lot of things with the maybe who knows. And yet I take I take a lot of the spiritual teaching, which comes my which comes my way with maybe. And I'm, I'm not saying no, it's not true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the universe is all expansive and we can ha- have anything we want. Maybe. Like, and that feels I, nice. I'm very fond of saying I'd rather write. What was Apio? No, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I, I'm very fond of saying I'm neither right yes. nor am I wrong. This is just Absolutely. what I have experienced. These are the conclusions I have reached based off of my experiences. You can agree or you can disagree. I, yeah, show the shot. Like, I don't like, care. N- no defense here at all. And this goes back to what we were saying before about, I guess, when I first started out when I was watching The Secret and I was 18. It was, you know, wanting to share it with people. And, and I insisted, like, no, they had to get it and I could be quite defensive. Whereas, you know, I, it, it, if if Jim, Barbara, and Colin don't want to believe in what I'm saying or think I'm absolutely crazy, 
I'm going to shrug my shoulders at that. And that's another thing. Like people often like, because I mean, I, I do that guy who loves the universe. It goes up to about 15,000 people. And every now and then, you know, a, a troll will pop up. And I've had a lot of, sometimes they're often doctors, which I find interesting. And um, he'll like be commenting on what I'm saying. Like, this is bullshit. What are you doing? Or this wouldn't work in the emergency room. Um, and the, sometimes it gets a bit more brutal than that. Some of the comments you get and some of the emails you get. And like friends will say to me, like, does it not bother you? These kind of like haters online. And I honestly, I'm like, it doesn't bother me at all. It's literally a spine, like shoulder shrug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. When I first started, yeah. it bothered yeah. me. Like if, if mm-hmm. the first thing I ever did got comments like, you suck, go die. I'm like, look, that's the end of this. But yeah. uh, now I, I lap them off. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah. Well, I think, I yeah. think one of the first one I got off. was, you should go and swallow razor blades. And I, and I swear, it must have been a moment of some divine enlightenment because I went, and I've never been, I've never gave any like emotional sadness to online haters. But that's a, back to have a nice topic. day. That's what my have a nice day. Yeah. Have a nice day. Like, have a nice day. Yeah. I think, I, I think it, it's in a speech that I, that you were at that, you know, I said one guy, you know, I wish you the most painful death possible. I was like, oh, have a nice day. Like, what, what am I going to say? <laughs> Love ya. Love ya. Mean it. Like yeah. I always say, it's is there an emoji for the shrug? I don't think there is an emoji for the shrug. What was that, Sarah? Oh, saying, Sarah? I said, I always say it's better if he takes it out on me than his wife or his children or, you know, yeah. or her and her coworkers. Because, take I, it out. because I can take it because I'm emotionally resilient enough to take it. And that's come yeah. down to, um, oh, yeah, that, God, that's a whole topic, resilience, isn't it? But And that comes down to, you know, our practice or allowing ourselves to express how we feel. It's, you know, I've, I've, I've come to be very resilient and how easy a life is from that place. Because it's impossible, and this is another thing with spirituality, is it's impossible to guarantee yourself a life of just joy and bliss. And no matter where you're at or what point you're at, these times are going to come up. But, you know, if, you've, if you're allowing yourself to express your emotions, if you've got a place to go like your mindful practice or your spiritual practice, you just become very naturally more resilient and life is so much easier. I mean, I know when I know when I thinking back to the times when I was in such a dark place, just just going around on a general day was hard work. The thoughts in my head were hard, it was heavy, and I kind of just scheduled everything around the times I could just go to my room and be alone. Like everything was everything was a chore on top of doing nothing. Um and it was hard because who has a life where they can just do nothing most of the time? So, um, yeah, the more resilient I've become over time, life's easier. And not even just easier, so much more enjoyable. And, yeah, that's what I, that's what I love the universe for, because I, I get to have an enjoyable life now, and there's a time I didn't. And, you know, to, to your point about, you know, joy and bliss, you know, mm-hmm. living in joy and bliss all the time, you can experience joy and bliss yeah. every single day. But you're also going to experience a range of other emotions every yes. single day as well. You know, when, when, and when people, when you say you're going to experience, you can experience this every day, they sometimes misinterpret that to mean all the yes. time. And that's not the case. Every day does not mean all the time. It just means literally every day you are going to experience those moments of joy and bliss. And those moments of joy and bliss may be more frequent than the moments of no joy and bliss or the moments of contrast. 
but you're going to experience everything. And that one thing I consistently say whenever I'm channeling or whenever I'm, whenever I am, you know, working with classes and so forth is when it comes to your emotions, they are supposed to flow. The natural state of our emotions is flowing. Let them flow and let, let them go. Flow and let them go. Period. I like that. I haven't heard that before. Mm-hmm. Well, you've got to tune in more often then. Yeah. Well, I do got to tune in more yeah, often. Right? Oh, I do. You say that a lot, Apio? <laughs> Oh, I do. I do say it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I will too. I like this. <laughs> cool. Well, uh, since we started late with the the blab chaos, I'm not even sure how long we've been going, but uh, it's coming up to uh, well, 50 minutes since we were gonna start. So <laughs> just to respect everyone's time, I want to point that yeah. out and just uh, yeah. thank thank you, Sarah Rose, for jumping in today, and thank you, Sean Patrick, for joining us. You're from so UK. welcome. Be my pleasure. And what, what's the best way for people to uh, to find you? Um, people can find me most um, if you do a Facebook search for that guy who loves the universe. Um, that's where you'll find me. Okay. I threw it in the chat once there, too. And uh, and Real Men Feel, we have a Real Men Feel Facebook group where you can uh, come and chat and share between shows, during shows, whenever you want. It's never closed. And, uh, and Apio, thanks yeah. thanks again for, for being here. And what's the best? Absolutely. What's the place, place, it's always a the pleasure. Place What's the best place to find you, Apio? <laughs> uh, best place to find me would be either on Facebook at Apio Hunter, the Emotion Emancipator, or uh, my website, which is ApioHunter.com. I'm cool. adding it to the channel. And chat uh, right we're now. back next week with another live show, Tuesday, hopefully around 5 p.m. Eastern. We'll see what happens with Lab. And uh, we have uh, yeah, the right. Angel Encourager, Pete Casaboon, meeting us, greeting us, joining us. <laughs> nice. And, uh, yes. Yeah, it's that'll be a wild one. A lot of fun. I shall be tuned in, and I'll see you guys there. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. And uh, thanks again, everyone. So much and love. Then, and hey, we're on okay. iTunes now. Yeah, you, can, you can listen to us Yeah, there. that's right. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so we are on iTunes. You can download them and listen to them in your in your, I, um, your podcast yeah. app. So, yeah, or whatever app you, you use to listen to podcasts. Make sure to comment and good ratings. That's important. <laughs> yeah. Super. Yes. Yes, common Thanks, and everyone. Ratings, absolutely. Bye. All right. Bye. You guys have a great day now. <laughs>